to another episode of Traffic Stop, presented by Honk Your Horn. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Traffic Stop. My name is Danny K. Dank, I am your host and right next to me, as always, is Vader from Honk Your Horn. Vader, say hello to the people. Okay. Today is... Tuesday, February 20th, and I have a lot to get to today. A lot. A lot more than I thought as the day was approaching to record today's podcast. I thought I wasn't going to have much to talk about, and it turns out I have a lot to talk about. A lot of sports news, so I'm going to try to get to it quickly, but also efficiently. Uh, And for the new comers, if this is your first time listening to me, just a refreshment in case you don't know what Honk Your Horn is or who Vader is. Uh, Honk Your Horn is my goofy little web series. You can find it on YouTube and Instagram. I have an Instagram page. I do have an, an X page and a Facebook page for it, but I don't really use X as much. I mostly post things on Instagram and Facebook. I have four seasons plus some Halloween specials. I have a like a Super Bowl special from 2023. I have a holiday special. I have a bunch of stuff. So when I say Vader from Honky Horn, I am talking about Honky uh, my web show entitled Honky Horn. All right, let's get into it. Uh, right now, I am currently watching the Blackhawks and the Hurricane game. The Hawks are currently down 5-3. to three. It's at a commercial break. I think there's a little bit over five minutes left in the final period. We're gonna, I'm going to get to some Blackhawks news, but uh, I will keep you guys posted as, on this game as I continue watching it and making this podcast. So, a week ago, I finally got back onto a set after all the strike stuff happened and there just wasn't a lot of work going on and it was so refreshing to finally get on a set I was only on it for one day it was a pilot I don't want to say the name of the pilot but it was a nice easy day for me it was nice to get into the rhythm of things again though you know so the day started out I was on main unit and we had a a drone shot a drone shot that basically, it, it was like an establishing shot. I don't know if it's what part of the pilot it is, but it was very cool because the drone would start, you know, it would start up in the air somewhere. I couldn't really see exactly where because I was posted around the corner from it, but it was cool how it kind of came down. And then one of the drone guys caught the drone and then continued on into inside this house, inside uh, one of the houses that's being used in the show to create this shot. It was very cool to like watch. I've never really seen those shots be done before. I've seen plenty of drone shots, but one where it like starts at the top, establishing, and then it just zooms down, and then someone physically catches the drone and then continues on with the shot. It was very cool to see. It was a nice, sunny, warm day. I know people who are not from Los Angeles or California probably thinks it's hot and sunny every day. No, the winters gets gets a little chilly. Chilly for California. Obviously, being from Chicago, I know it doesn't really get that cold comparatively, but it, you know, it does get chilly. And this 
winter has been cold. And now for the next few days, it's just going to be rain, rain, rain. It hasn't been like terrible, but it hasn't been great. So I'm glad I got to do that uh, gig in sunlight and... It, it, it was it was fun. It was nice. I got to work with a, a good AD friend of mine who was also a Chicagoan, who was also a Bears fan. I've watched a bunch of Bears games with him this year at his place. He's got a really cool setup over there. And thank you, I want to thank him for bringing me on if he happens to be listening to this. Um, again, I'm going to keep the names private, and I don't want to put the show out there right now, especially because... After we did that awesome drone shot with main unit, I went off into a splinter unit to do more drone shots. So it was just a a drone unit. And we got some really cool stuff at like um, Griffith Park. We went by the Griffith Observatory. We, where else did we go? We went went a couple spots. Spots and we got everything that we needed, and then there was a couple locations that was like, if time permits, we'd like to get these spots too. And we were doing so good on time, and we went to the final location, which was like a bonus location, and there was a little. I don't think it's like the L.A. River. I mean, I, they were saying on set that it was the L.A. River. I, I, I don't know. It pr- probably was, but it was definitely some uh, some contaminated waters. And you probably already know where this is going. The drone hit a telephone wire that we did not see because it, it was very hidden with mixed in with the clouds and such. And it tumbled and or it fell into the wasteland waters and um it kind of put a little damper on the day and i felt really bad because this is it, it just stinks when when you lose something like that i don't know if they have we didn't recover it that day i don't know if they went back to recover it but uh it, it was unfortunate and there was some footage on there. A lot of the footage that we had done that day. I don't know if, they, if they're going to get it back. But yeah. So lesson learned from now on. Especially if you're going over waters or hazardous places. Even if it's tedious and annoying. Dump the cards when you can. Because I guess some drones store the footage on like their... I don't know what it is. It's a, I guess it's a hard drive or a, you know whatever they they use to pilot the drone, and then some drones literally have it actually planted in the camera of the drone. I, I I don't know how that all works. I'm not a drone expert, but so we we lost footage. But they had raw files of the footage that we did, but um, we lost basically everything that we shot after our our lunch, which is very unfortunate. Actually, one of the coolest parts of the day was when we went from one location to the next, we saw another set. Saw another film crew filming on the side. It like a, looked like at a restaurant, at a cafe. And I'm looking around at like the orange vest because you got to wear orange vest when you're like by the street and if you're going to be walking in the street. So I'm looking at the crew like, is there anybody that I know here or would recognize? 
And then I see this tall guy in a white shirt and black pants with like longer black hair. And sure enough, I'm like, that's Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, pause real quick. The Hawks have an empty net with 156 left. 156. Oh my gosh, I'm tired. I'm talking fast here. 156. Oh, and that's going to do it. Hurricane. Uh, Hurricanes uh, scored on an empty net just like that, so now it's 6-3. to three. That will do it. Connor Bedard, though, I'm going to get to this later, but Connor Bedard is back, baby. Back sooner than expected, and he has a goal and two assists in this game. But again, I'm going to get back to that later, but this game is definitely over. It looks like the Hurricanes are going to win three, uh, 6-3, to three, unless, of course, something else happens and there's more goals being scored but yeah it was uh it was nice to be back on set again it was cool to be with the drone unit it was a it was nice to start out kind of getting back into a normal like a rhythm of what normalcy is for me on a job and then kind of go to something that was a little bit more relaxed so valentine's day happened last week almost a week ago now um what did I do? I did absolutely nothing. I actually just went out to dinner to a spot that has a little bit of sentimental, that's a little sentimental to me um, for personal reasons. And I just, I ate some food, had a beer, and I went home. That's all I did for Valentine's Day. I hope everybody had a good Valentine's Day. I don't like Valentine's Day, and it's not because I haven't had a Valentine in like, Mm, 15 years, I think, was the last time I actually had a Valentine, like a legitimate one. And even then, I told my girlfriend at the time, like, I don't like Valentine's Day. It's just, it's, it's all, it's all money, right? And it's the typical, it's the, the cliche thing that people say, it's sort of like, well, you should be, you should show thanks and love to your partner or your family or whoever every day. We don't need a holiday to, like, make it you know special and we don't need we shouldn't have to find a reason like that to show our love you know so that whole thing and i'm on the same page with that so it's not because i didn't have a valentine it's not because i haven't had a valentine in literally 15 years i just don't and even then like when my girlfriend at the time gave me a card she said happy love day crossed out valentine's and so it was it was still very sweet it was like okay you're acknowledging and accepting that i i don't like valentine's day she wasn't crazy about it either so luckily it, for her it wasn't i wasn't putting a a damper on her on, on the holiday for her you know yeah that's i i didn't do anything for valentine's day um in case anyone was wondering something very cool oh and now the game is final six to three blackhawks lose yet again Holy cow, Hurricanes had 42 shots on goal, and the Blackhawks only had 17. I mean, this team, I, I don't know how good it looks like the Hurricanes are a very good team. I haven't been paying attention to them, but yeah. Anywho, one of the cool things that I got to do this past week, um, in addition to the drone shoot, was I got to make a reel for my good friend, Steve Michaels, who is a wrestler. He's wrestled all over the country. He's wrestled in Ohio, Florida, Hawaii, 
I believe Iowa as well. Uh, I I know he's wrestled pro- probably more states than that, but off the top of my head, those are the states I can think of. Of course, Illinois, if I didn't say that. He, he does a lot in Illinois. And he needed a new wrestling reel, which was great for me because I needed something else to do during this downtime. And it was fun for me because... As much as I like wrestling and as much as I wish I watched it more, it was fun to watch some of his matches and pick out some really cool highlights from those matches. And he was featured yesterday, Monday, on uh, Spotlight WGN. And Steve had messaged me saying that parts of the reel that I made for him was featured in in the program. And I thought that was really cool. So shout out to Steve Michaels. Thank you for asking me to to do your reel. It was it was fun. It was it was a pleasure. I'm glad that you liked it. I like it. Heck, I watch it sometimes here and there. Uh, I made one for him. Gosh, I want to say that was 2019, 2020 sometime. This is some time ago. Made one for him then, and then I got to do it. was cool to do it again. Um, but, yeah, he was featured on Spotlight WGN. Go watch the clip. Just look up on YouTube, Spotlight WGN, Steve Michaels, and it should pop up. He was promoting his upcoming title match against Aaron Stone for the RPW Championship that takes place on Saturday, March 2nd at St. Joseph's Park in Joliet, Illinois. The doors are at 4 p.m. Central Time, and bell time is 5 p.m., so it's an earlier show, but like Steve said on Spotlight WGN, it will be over before 10, so it is an earlier event. So if you're bringing your kids, they will get to hopefully make it to their normal bedtime or close to their normal bedtime. Um... $15 general admission, $20 for front row, cash only at the door. They are not doing a advanced sale, so you will have to go there and buy tickets there on the day, cash only at the door. The address is 700 Theodore Street, Joliet, Illinois, and the event is called Shamrock Showdown. So good luck to Steve on March 2nd to win that title. I hope you win it. And I wish I could be there. I've been to, I think, only two events that Steve has done. I've known Steve since, oh man, I've known Steve for a while. He, um, he's a really good guy. Really good guy. Fun wrestler to watch. And one of the events I got to do was actually during Star Wars Celebration 2019. It was an after-hours event. I got to watch one of his... Obviously, I got to watch him wrestle in... Um, oh, I'm blanking on the name of the town, but it, it's a, I think it starts with a B. It's right by O'Hare. Oh, that's right. The town is called Berwyn. So I had to leave the city to go over to O'Hare to watch him perform, and he was giving away an exclusive... He was giving away an exclusive wrestling coin that 
had him basically dressed as Darth Vader with a championship belt. And the reason why it was Darth Vader is because Steve used to cosplay in the 501st as Darth Vader. That was his signature um, cosplay. So to put two and two, to put wrestling and to put um, his love for Star Wars uh, together, and because it was during Star Wars Celebration, that's I assume that's why he made a made it a Darth Vader with a championship belt, and I had to get it not only because I really I'm a Darth Vader collector because I want it for my collection, but also because I am obviously a supporter of Steve. I hope to get to another match sooner than later. Come out to California, Steve. Come out to California if you can somehow book a a, a match out here. I will a hundred and ten percent be there as long as I am not working. So. Yeah, that was that was fun. Also, I'm sure if you're following me on social media, you saw that as an actor, I booked a student film. I have a meetup with the director and my co-star on Friday. I'm looking forward to meeting my scene partner. And then we have a couple rehearsals in the next month or so. And then I... I, I I forget exactly when we're shooting, but we're, I, I think it's, it might be, I think it's in April. I'll have to look, but very excited for that. I don't typically look for student films, but I'm at a point right now where I need something new for my reel and I wanted to do something that fits me and that fits what I'm trying to do. Like the kind of films and TV shows I'm trying to do. So it is a silly, stupid comedy. And I say stupid in a positive sense. Um, so I booked that. That was awesome. Um, currently still watching Sons of Anarchy. I still have to watch the... I'm on the season two finale. I need to watch that. And then I also just started watching Ted. The show about the Seth MacFarlane teddy bear, which is a prequel to the movies. If you remember in the first one, it's it's very brief, but it's a flashback to Mark Wahlberg's character. I think his name is John. He wishes that his teddy bear was like a real life, you know, living teddy bear. And then he comes alive and then it fast forwards to you know, however old uh, Mark Wahlberg's character is supposed to be, and then the movie goes on. This show is when Mark Wahlberg's character, John, is a child, or I should say he's in high school, and it's this, you know, a little bit of a backstory of them hanging out together during that time. It's seven episodes. The longest episode I saw was the uh, first episode which was 50 minutes and the one I'm I've watched the first 3 episodes and the last episode was 37 minutes. So it ranges. They're not too long. You can binge it really quick. I mean, yeah, I watched 3 of them last night, so I'm already ha- almost halfway through the the show. I think the story is okay, but it's still funny. It's still Seth MacFarlane. It's Ted. There's a lot of humor in it there's a lot of just 
Um, it's obviously <laughs> raunchy. It's what you expect. A lot of cussing, so don't have your kids around if if you don't want them to hear that stuff. But it is funny. I would say uh, I would say give it a watch. Don't expect too much from it, but give it a watch, especially if you need a good laugh. Uh, and then just a few days ago, I did a gig in Malibu for my boy Danny Farber. Shout out Jan- Danny Farber, who's a talented guy, actor, director, and when he has to, he does AD work. But yeah, shout out to Danny Farber for bringing me on to this um, indie project. We filmed at a mansion up in the up in the mountains. And anytime you film at a place like that, it's really awesome. It doesn't matter at that point what the project is. It's just cool to be at a location like that and just to see everything. It started out cloudy, foggy, a little chilly, and then by lunchtime it it the sun came out and then it, it went kind of back and forth between kind of being out and then clouds went over it again but and that there was a point where it was just out for the rest of the day and it was just a, it became a beautiful day it was a good time uh that was on saturday i got no sleep the night before i don't sleep well before a new gig but also i just couldn't sleep at all like i think i slept less than an hour in total i was just on and off sleep it was awful so i was in a dream sequence the entire day but shout out to danny farber go look him up he's he's got he's got some good he's got a good reel he's got he's directed a bunch of stuff he's he's acted in shows like he was in um i actually worked on this on the pilot of the show what was it called uh uh uh, imprisoned no, 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 no. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name of the show. What is the name of this show? Proven Innocent. That's it. Proven Innocent. Danny was the first team PA on that, and then he got a a, a few lines in the what finale episode. And then he also had a small part in 1923. Or 1823. Wait, 19... Hold on. <laughs> uh, the show with Harrison Ford. Clearly, I've I've watched it, right? Because I sound so in- intelligent about it. Yeah, 1923. Which I believe is a prequel to Yellowstone? Am I, am I right about that? Somebody fact check me on that. But he has a small part in that. Last night I went to an event called the Vampire Ball 2024. I'm not going to lie. This is no disrespect to anybody. Not my kind of event. Everybody dresses up like vampires or vampire-ish. They have vendors so you can buy things. They had a costume contest at the end of it. Drinks were flowing. The venue was cool. It was all like lit up in red. But just not my kind of thing. I just dressed in all black. I wanted to go because I had I had an invite and I wanted to get out of the apartment and I needed to I needed to get out and 
just have a few drinks and kind of get my mind off of things. I've had my my mind's been kind of all over the place and yeah. So if you're into that, cool. Um apparently it wasn't as good as last year. The turnout wasn't quite as big. The music, I guess, wasn't very good either compared to last year. I I didn't know what to expect with the music. I thought the music was okay. It wasn't I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to the music to be honest. It was hell that, where was the name of that place? The Mayan. I think it's called the Mayan Theater. Some other news that I forgot to mention last weekend. It's really only a week old. ACDC is coming back on tour. Yayo. Um, they are doing a bunch of places uh overseas starting may 14th they'll be in germany then they eventually go to italy spain the netherlands they go back to germany a few times they go to austria a couple places there they go to switzerland they go to england back to germany again they go to slovakia did i say belgium already because they go back to belgium they go to Paris, France for a show, and then they end in Dublin, Ireland on August 17th. And the first show happens May 17th in, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that, but it's in Germany for two shows. The The dates are definitely spread out, and I'm sure a lot of it is for traveling, but also these guys are, are at an age where they can't go back-to-back shows like that, so... I, I'm a little sad that it's not in the U.S., but I did get to go to Power Trip last October, which was amazing. It's the first show ACDC had in over seven years. They owned the weekend. They owned the entire weekend, and they had big bands playing that weekend. Friday was Iron Maiden and Guns N' Roses. Saturday was Judas Priest and ACDC. Ozzy Osbourne was supposed to play instead of Judas Priest, but he had backed out because of health reasons. And then Sunday for the finale, it was Tool and Metallica. Metallica and Guns N' Roses are two other bands that I always kind of thought, oh, I'd like to go see them, but I don't know if I would pay to just go see them, depending on the price. So it was nice to get all of them in one setting, in one weekend. And that was legendary. I bought a bunch of merch. I met so many people, more people from outside of the country than in the country. A lot of people were under the impression that maybe this is the one and only show that ACDC does because they didn't have anything lined up after that. And the way that they promoted it on Instagram, the caption read, just this one time. So it was very... Like, oh, just this one time? Like, are you telling us that this is the one and only show you're ever going to do ever again? And sure enough, it, it, I was, I'm glad that it wasn't, that it's not because they're obviously coming back, but it was a very iconic, it was a legendary show to be at. First one in over seven years, it was a standalone show. Can't beat that. And then they turned a dive bar into an ACDC bar which was awesome. It was called uh, 
five high or five dive or dive something like that in in palm springs or in palm desert the venue was at uh indio in indio it was at the empire grounds or whatever where coachella always is and the the bar was one of my favorite parts though i went three out of the four days basically every day except the day that acdc performed sunday angus showed up I tried to get a selfie with him, but he was being mauled by everybody. I did get a good photo of him, and I got to be, like, feet away from him. Didn't get a selfie, but, man, what a time. What a what a great time. Shout out to everybody that was there that I met. I, I had some – I camped there. I had some German friends next to me. We just talked ACDC the whole, the whole time, and – just we had a blast. I, I was really blessed to have some good neighbors. It was incredibly hot. That's the only downside. It was actually a lot warmer than it normally is in October. I'm glad it wasn't colder. It, it did get a little chilly at night. But yeah, that, that was just an unbelievable time. I wish I could do that all over again. Um, and then my parents and I, my parents went out to Palm Springs in January. And I met up with them there. And on the last night that they were out there, I decided to go check out that bar again and see, like, okay, what does this place look like normally? And I'm not going to lie. It was very different. They had a lot of ACDC stuff still set up, like on the walls and everything. They still had the high-voltage neon lit up. It wasn't neon, but it was a lit-up sign that said high-voltage because it was the high-voltage bar. They still had that up there. It was very cool. It was still like, but the vibes were not ACDC. It was very like, uh, how do I say it? It was like Latin. I think I was the only white guy in there, which I do not care. That does not bother me. Everybody was friendly there. And then, so I wore my ACDC shirt from the festival and my ACDC hat. Not for nothing, I like rocking that stuff anyways, but I wanted to wear it on purpose when I went to this bar. And sure enough, the bar kind of cleared out at some points. People went to go dance, people went to go to other parts of the bar to talk to people, and the two bartenders came up to me and said, hey, were you were you at the show? I was like, yeah, oh, it was such a great time. They are like, oh yeah, it was it was so awesome that they were here. They, um, they're like, look, we want to, we want to buy you a drink. I was like, really? That's awesome. That's so cool. Like they were so appreciative of me being there and they thought it was really cool that I was at that, at their bar for the event and the bartenders bought me a drink. Two seconds later, they hand me another drink and they said, you know, we told the DJ that you were here and that you're at the event and he wants, he, this beer's on him. I was like, get out of here. You guys are so, so nice. And then, sure enough, the DJ changed it up a little bit, and he played a couple ACDC songs. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I am so glad I came here tonight. So shout out to them. I, I don't know. I think they changed the name, too, to, like, the high, high Voltage Bar or something like that. It's in Palm Desert. Look it up. And I was like, you know, I hope you guys keep up this ACDC stuff. For, I hope they keep it up for as long as possible. And I think, you know, not for nothing, they 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 want to because of, you know, they got a lot of business out of that. And 
I'm sure a lot of them are ACDC fans, and it was such a good time. So, yeah, ACDC's back on tour. All right, now for the longest part of this podcast, sports news. There is a lot of sports news. I'm going to try to go through this quickly but efficiently. So the Super Bowl going into overtime means free wings at Buffalo Wild Wings. February 26th, between the hours of 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., you can get six free boneless wings while supplies last. So get there earlier before they run out. I assume the 2 to 5 is whatever in whatever area you are at. I don't think it's a specific time, you know, Eastern, Central, whatever. This is also not a paid advertisement. This is just to inform you guys that you guys can go get free wings. But there's your free advertisement, Buffalo Wild Wings. But it's I consider it sports news. Touching back up on the Travis Kelsey incident. So for those that still don't know or haven't seen, Travis Kelsey came off the field after, I think it was a fumble or something. And he not only like yelled in Andy Reid's face, but he like bumped the poor guy. And people online were making a big stink about it, as they should. It didn't get as much of a spotlight, I, I believe, because Kansas City won. But nonetheless, it was brought to a lot of people's attention and people were talking about it. I definitely was like, what the hell, man? Like, <laughs> not only is that Andy Reid, but that's your coach. You, you can't just be bumping your coach like that and yelling in his face. That's just disrespectful. And I don't I don't care how long you've known the guy. That's that's that was the biggest defense is that you know, Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey have a long relationship. They're very close. But and I understand emotions were high. It's the Super Bowl. You're trying to win, you're trying to be better. You're trying to make sure that you win this game so the reason why i'm bringing this back up i don't even think i brought it up last week but the reason why i'm bringing it up now is because on wednesday the newest episode of new heights which is jason kelsey and travis kelsey's podcast travis kelsey or i'm sorry jason kelsey calls calls out travis in the podcast saying that what you what he did was was not okay. Travis did admit that it was wrong, that he was wrong, despite the relationship that they have. Um, emotions, you know, definitely kicked in. Andy and Travis are are cool. I think Andy came up to him later and said, "Listen, man, to, you know, you gotta be careful. There's cameras on me at all times. There's multiple cameras on me everywhere. So just you know, keep it cool." Um, Here's here's my opinion on it. Emotional sports are emotional, especially football. Even Jason Kelsey said, "Look, I've I've yelled at my at players on my team before when I know it's 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 not really okay, but people in sports usually they should know that they're coming from a competitive emotional state it's nothing personal it's it's just it's the passion and emotion that the these players have for the game these kinds of things happen all the time maybe not bumping into your coach and yelling directly in his ear like Travis did but things like this happen all the time 
most of the time they do get put on the highlights, you know, on ESPN or wherever. Tom Brady was what he threw like an iPad at one point. He's yelling at players. People people get very emotional. So I understand where Travis was coming from, and I understand why players do that. I get it, especially in the Super Bowl or NBA Finals or the World Series. You just got to be careful, man. And especially Andy Reid just had like a stroke last year, right? I mean, you could have given the guy a heart attack. He could have died. God forbid he could have died on the field, had a heart attack and passed away, and then I don't know. It's just... But I'm glad to hear that Travis admitted admitted that he was wrong and that it wasn't okay. I didn't know that they had a really close relationship. I know Travis has been on the team for a while, but it still doesn't make it okay. I'm glad that they worked things out. That they're fine. They're fine. And I'm and shout out to Jason for you know not being afraid to call your brother out on that on a podcast, mind you, on a very popular podcast. And, I mean, that compared to what happened at the Kansas City Chiefs championship parade um, is, it's so little. I mean, I don't know all the details about it. I just know that there was a mass shooting at the parade on, what was that, Tuesday, so a week ago. Uh, man, I I don't know when when this is just when it's gonna stop. Um, it's just it's so sad because why what drives people to feel the need and want to do such a terrible thing? You know, you could say it's mental illness, but and you wouldn't be wrong. But there's also some people who for some reason decide they th- this is their way out of something I, I don't really know where how to even I, I don't even know what to think about this stuff it's just it's so terrible and it happens way too often I feel like I'm a broken record when I think about it I haven't had a chance to talk about it anywhere really except now on a podcast when unfortunately it happens my thoughts and prayers are with all the victims um i just can't believe it man i really just can't um yeah my thoughts and prayers are with the victims and their families and um shout out to patrick mahomes for Visiting, he visited like one or two of the victims that were in the hospital, and I think he gave him some Chiefs gear. I, I don't really know. I. It's like when these things happen, I am purposefully like it's not that I don't care. It's just I don't want to read about it because it's so depressing, and you know, it's just why, man, why, why, why. Sorry, I just I 
don't it's like wow <laughs> I really wish I didn't even have to continue with this podcast because like the this this met this matters more than anything else I'm going to say but just let's just stop this please let's just stop i also don't want to i just don't want to talk about i don't want to have to talk about this and this stuff anymore you know it's just it's it's terrible (sighs) all right let's let's move on from this We'll keep it in the back of our minds. And, uh, I, I don't know. Let, let, let's just move on. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has being suspended two games for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing substances policy. Um... The policy violation is related to him using a prescribed medication without having a valid therapeutic use exemption per sources. Um, he will not appeal his two-game suspension, and the Raiders are expected to release Garoppolo before the fifth day of the new league year in mid-March, sources told Adam Schefter. This is per ESPN's Instagram. Look... Substances like this are constantly going to be used. No one's going to be able to stop it from happening. It's just—it's going to keep happening. The difference is, are you going to get caught doing it? I'm. Am I going to sit here and shame Jimmy Garoppolo for doing it? No, is he shouldn't have done it. Obviously, that's what happens when you get caught. When you do it and you get caught, you get suspended. So. That's that. Uh, Derek Henry on the move? Question mark. I didn't really look into this story at all. I think it was just a: Is he going somewhere? Where will he be playing next season? Um, the picture had the Baltimore Ravens, Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Houston Texans logo. I don't know if those are teams that have talked to Derek Henry, or if these are just random teams that the source thought, oh, maybe these are teams that he could go to. But it sounds like Derrick Henry will not be in Tennessee next year. Caitlin Clark is now the new all-time leading scorer in NCAA women's basketball history. Let me tell you something. I don't care if you like Caitlin Clark or not. Caitlin Clark is going to be the reason why the WNBA becomes more popular. Shout out to Caitlin Clark for just doing that, okay? The WNBA deserves more attention. These women deserve to be paid more. I don't know the numbers, but I know it's significantly less than the NBA, and I get it. The NBA has much, much, much higher ratings and views than the WNBA, but they're still playing the same game. Caitlin Clark could very well become the Michael Jordan of 
women's basketball. And I think that's awesome. Whether you like her or not. I don't really have an opinion on her, whether I like her or not. I know she's an awesome player. Clearly, she's very talented. You only get, what, like three, four years to be on a team to, to, to make as many points as possible. So her breaking that record is totally different than LeBron breaking the all-time point record because he's been playing 50 years of basketball, okay? You you have such limited time in college, so congrats to Caitlin Caitlin Clark for doing that. That's that's amazing, and I really do hope that the ratings go up and that these women get paid more. Let's bring more attention to that. Going towards the MLB. Okay, so per ESPN, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred said Thursday that he plans to step down from the job upon the expiration of his contract in January 2029. Here's the funny thing about commissioners in sports. I don't know a single commissioner in a sport that the fans like. Nobody likes Roger Goodell. Nobody likes this guy. Nobody likes what's-his-face in the NBA. So is it... Is it good news for the people that don't like him? Sure, but guess what? You're probably not going to like the next man or woman that comes in to do the job, right? Like, it just seems to be a pattern. I don't know. I didn't look into why he plans on stepping down. Maybe he's just ready to be done. I don't think it has anything to do with any allegations against him. Um... I just saw today, I don't know how old this article is, maybe it's today, Uh, Nationals, the Washington Nationals are no longer for sale after looking for a new owner for nearly two years. Um, I don't have any more info on that. Now to get into NBA All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis that just happened this past weekend. I had some Facebook friends that went to Indianapolis for this, whether they're working it or just participating in events and whatnot. I had a friend that said getting Ubers was very tough, which did not surprise me. Indianapolis doesn't draw that many people in a weekend like that. So there's probably not enough Ubers driving around. I also heard Uber is on strike and... I don't know how that works with drivers. Like, I guess drivers are not necessarily forced to stop working. I don't know how that works. But clearly there was not enough Ubers for some of my friends that were out in Indianapolis. The rates were ridiculously high, which that doesn't surprise me. But also Indianapolis is not a place where I would expect to have thousands of Ubers lining up waiting to pick people up. Like, Chicago, Los Angeles, and New York would. For the skills competition and I believe the dunk contest, they had a new, very cool-looking LED court. you got to look this thing up. I mean, it's just like when you go to a hockey game and they do the intro to the, you know bringing out the starting lineup and whatnot and the lights go down and then they have all, this, all these graphics on the ice. It's like that, but on a basketball court. And it's not a projection from up top. It's a projection from the actual court. So I didn't 
watch anything from this weekend from the NBA All-Star Weekend, but I imagine different things were being put on there during the the dunk contest. I I heard it was very cool. I saw a little clip of it, and it did look very cool. First things first, let's get into the Celebrity All-Star Game. This was played at Lucas Oil Stadium, where the Colts play. Shannon Sharp was a coach of one team, and he was going against his buddy and uh, partner on first take, Stephen A. Smith. Shannon ended up beating Stephen A. Smith 100-91. to um, with the game tied 78 to 78 with four minutes and 53 seconds left, Team Shannon scored back-to-back four-point possessions from Los Angeles Rams receiver Puka Nakua, who had 16 points, and actor Dylan Wang to take a 12-point lead. 50 Cent was the assistant coach to Shannon Sharp, and my favorite rapper of all time, arguably favorite artist of all time, Lil Wayne, was the assistant coach um, for Stephen A's team. Micah Parsons wins MVP of the Celebrity All-Star Game with 37 points and 16 rebounds. Three-point contest won by was won by Damian Lillard. He is a back-to-back winner. He is the sixth player in NBA history to win back-to-back three-point contests. NBA All-Star Weekend did something they've never done before, which I think is very cool. They had Steph Curry playing Sabrina Lonescu. I probably said that wrong. In an All-Star shootout, um, Steph Curry only won by three in the shootout. First time they've ever had a WNBA player going against a NBA player in a a three-point shootout like that. Um, both sides had 70 seconds, and um, looks like they both had a good time. And you know, here's the thing: anybody trying to say, "Well, duh, Steph Curry was gonna win because he's a guy," is just ridiculous. Okay, first of all, I mean, also, yes, I think it was very much expected that Steph Curry was gonna win, not because he. He is a. It has nothing to do with gender. It is because he's Steph Curry. The guy is the best three-point shooter of all time. And the fact that Sabrina only lost by three, she did good. She did very good. She should be very proud of that. I think that's very cool to bring the WNBA and NBA together. Another awesome thing for the WNBA to get more views, ratings, and to get these people paid all across the board. Because I'm sure it's the coaches too that are and, and staff and everybody that probably doesn't get paid nearly as much. And at the end of the day, it's it's a it's a professional sport. It's televised. Pay these people. So the All-Star game Happened yesterday. I'm sorry, two days ago. In the East, won 211 to 186. The MVP was Damian Lillard with 39 points. Dame 
had quite the weekend, winning MVP of the All-Star Game and winning the um, three-point contest. Oh, I almost forgot about the, uh, I almost I skipped over accidentally. The slam dunk contest was won by, once again, Max McClung. He's a repeating champion. He's the first repeating champion of the slam dunk contest since Zach Levine, who won it in 2015 and 2016. And what I hear, because I don't know every a lot about the, uh, the NBA, and I don't know anything about this Max guy, Apparently he's like in the D League right now. Like he's played in the NBA, but he's not even an NBA player. Make it make sense. How does that make any sense? Why is he not playing in the NBA? And why does a D one league player get to play in an NBA slam dunk contest? I just I don't understand that. It's cool that he won. Clearly he's better than all these guys, but make it make sense. You know, maybe it's because LeBron James has decided to never play, a, participate in a slam dunk contest. And even Stephen A. Smith said today on First Take that LeBron James is the reason why a lot of these big stars don't get involved. Because he's paved the way to basically say, like, oh, I don't have to do this. I'm sorry, but... I'm not going to get into this GOAT conversation, but my God, LeBron, if you want to be considered the GOAT, you have to participate in a slam dunk contest. Are you crazy? Make that make sense. He's the GOAT, but he's too scared to play in a, a, a dunk contest? Also, a lot of people are getting tired and bored of these dunk contests because there's only so many dunks that you can do there's so many like you can't really switch it up and do something that's never been done before so a lot of times you see these players doing the same thing that you've seen over and over and over so i don't know we'll see how how the next few years play out or how even next year plays out and see you know do we want to continue doing this or how do we switch it up to make it more interesting Speaking of LeBron James, he was also asked in the post-game press conference about having his, uh, does he want a farewell tour when he decides to officially retire? Of course, LeBron tried to play it off like he's humble and it's like, oh, I, don't, I don't really know. I'm like kind of on the fence about that. No, LeBron, we all know that you want a farewell tour. You are a glory hog. If LeBron fans can't admit that, then they're just... They're just in denial because it's very clear that LeBron has always been the attention whore on TV, in the media, the self-proclaimed goat. You don't think he's going to want a farewell tour? You're out of your mind if you don't think he, he wants that. But he says he's undecided. That's what he told the media. You know, I was very lucky to do an NBA All-Star event, working it. I actually got to go to the game, too. I got to work the first ever, and I think the only one they've ever done, an NBA All-Star roast. And they roasted the TNT analysts. So uh, Charles Barkley, Shaq, um, Kenny the Jet, and uh, 
Um, oh, I'm I'm blanking on the other guy's name right now, but you know who I'm talking about. Those the four analysts on TNT, and of course Jeff Ross was there. Um, Jay Farrow, Gary Payton, Tiffany Haddish was like the host. Dwayne Wade was the MC. Little Wayne, fun fact: Little Wayne was supposed to be there. Um, he did not participate. I, 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 I don't think he wanted to. To be honest, I don't think he just didn't make it. I don't think he like. He just, I don't think he wanted to participate in it. But a lot of people don't know that because that wasn't really announced. Um, uh, who else was? Who else was on that panel? I know there was uh, one or two other people. I can't remember, but that was really cool. I was in charge of setting up a a bunch of uh, Corona bottles on a table for a bird's eye view shot, and they wanted me to put these Corona bottles in the shape of a star, like the MB All Star Weekend logo, like the star, and they wanted me to put it around a bucket of Corona, and we spent a long time coming up with what it should look like. And then like 10 minutes before we're actually going to shoot this thing there, they decide to switch it all up. And instead of doing it on the stage, they wanted it to be done on a table. This is all at the house of blues, by the way. And I, I had like no time to put together, but I quickly just did my best, tried to make it look good as possible. I might've had somebody, you know, nudge a, a, a bottle here or there, but for the most part, it was all me. And I'm very proud of that. That was very cool. And then that Sunday, I did a music video in Kenosha. And then sure enough, not too long after the game started, after I was already done shooting this video in Kenosha, I got a text from someone who was working at the United Center dealing with the mascots. And she was like, hey, I have have a ticket for the uh, uh, All-Star game and a parking pass. Do you want to go? I'm not going to go. I'm like, absolutely, I will go. Hell yes. So I sped all the way home. I quickly, I didn't even have time to tell my parents what I was doing. I was like, yep, I'm sorry. I got to go. Um, I'm going to the All-Star game. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to eat dinner. Like my dad was making a steak dinner and his steak is mwah, so good. I had to skip out on the dinner. And because this is also the year that Kobe had passed away, this is in 2020, right before covid Kobe had, right before uh, right after Kobe passed away I'm like I got to rock I got to represent Kobe Bryant in the building but then of course I also got to represent my Bulls so I wore a the white Kobe Bryant jersey with a Bulls hat and I got there close to the end of the third but then of course because I don't know how they do it now but I, I they were playing I think to 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 a certain score I think it was like 250 so even though the clock expired in the fourth, the game still kept going. So really, I saw like a whole half of basketball, even though I didn't make it for the first half. I still got to see the, the end of it all for free. I was in a box too, not a box that had food and drinks already set up. I had to pay for my own drinks and whatnot, but I still got to be there, man. And I think Kawhi Leonard ended up winning the the MVP of that game. And they presented him the first... They changed the name of the MVP award for the All-Star uh, game, and they changed it to the Kobe Bryant 
MVP award. And it was the first time they presented that. So that was very historic. And I remember one team was rocking number two, and the other team was rocking 24, I believe. I don't think it was eight. I'm pretty sure it was 24 in honor of Kobe. It was just a magical weekend. And then later on after that, I went to a Rick Ross and a um, g Easy after party, met up with one of my production buddies. We bought a bottle of champagne. Oh, man, that was that was it was one of the coolest weekends of my life. It was honestly such a great time. So that's my little NBA All-Star um, story of when I got to actually do it. So crazy enough, this is a blessing in disguise. On Sunday, the Daytona 500 was supposed to be um, done, and it was delayed due to weather, and it actually happened yesterday, Monday instead. William Byron won it, and Alex Bowman was second. I didn't watch a single thing from that. Um, But what I also thought was interesting is DJ Khaled had a little Wendy's thing going on. So Wendy's last weekend on the 17th and 18th, so Saturday and Sunday, um, they were giving away a DJ Khaled, basically DJ Khaled's favorite Wendy's meal, which is a double stack biggie bag for free. How you were able to do that, you had to spend $20 on Uber Eats, and then you had to add the double stack biggie bag to your cart, and it will automatically take the price to zero. There was no code to enter. Um... I wish I had known that, but also I'm not going to be spending $20 worth of Wendy's items for for a free meal, unless it's like me and some friends. And Uber, I don't like, I don't do Uber Eats. I've done, was it DoorDash? I think I've done once or twice. I don't even know if it was DoorDash. It had to have been. I've done DoorDash like twice. And it's just, for me, it's just not worth it. It's just how much you pay for someone to deliver it to you and then you got to tip them. I'd rather just drive to the place and pick it up. Nowadays, because I'm such a big Chipotle guy, I don't even go in line and order. I just put the order into the app, and then it's already ready when I get there. And I just pick it up, and I go. It's And since I've gotten in such a habit of that, I can't go back to ordering. Unless, of course, I have to. But Yeah, so that would have been cool. I'm a big Wendy's guy, so that would have been cool to do. But again, I'm not paying $20 just to get a free five dollar meal you know what i mean but yeah that was a limited time that dj Khaled was doing for those of you that enjoy golf uh if you didn't see hideki matsuyama had an insane comeback to win at the genesis invitational this past weekend which was in california my dad kept sending me texts saying it looks like it's raining it's gonna rain over there like yes Dad, yes, yes, it, it probably will. All right, now to get into some Chicago sports news. I told you this this episode would be a lot. There's a lot to cover. So Bedard, like I said earlier, Bedard is back. He was scheduled to have his final doctor's appointment yesterday on Monday, February 19th, but instead... Surprise, surprise, he came out on, what was that, Thursday against the Penguins. 
I believe the Hawks lost that game, but Connor Bedard got an assist in that game. And then Saturday, he got an assist. Or Saturday, he got a goal. I don't know if he had an assist, but he got his first goal back since his injury on Saturday. The Hawks won that game. I believe it was 3-2. to two. And tonight, he had two assists and a goal. So, Connor Bedard is back, baby. And he's the only reason why I really want to pay attention to the Hawks right now, because we still stink. Last bit of Blackhawks news that I have is this Sunday, February 25th, Patrick Kane will return to to the United Center for the first time in a different uniform. If you don't know, he is with the Detroit Red Wings, which is our arch nemesis, even though they went to the other conference. The game is a uh, 3 o'clock Pacific time start, which is 5 p.m. Central. I imagine the Hawks will give him a big standing ovation. Even though he is on an enemy team, Patrick Kane was there for so many years, giving us three Stanley Cup championships. It's it's going to be exciting, but it's also going to suck to see him in a Red Wings uniform. Speaking of Patrick Kane, he just achieved another incredible milestone in his already amazing career by reaching 800 assists. Congratulations, Patrick Kane. Very happy for you. Cubs start this week. Starts Friday. Spring training. Pitchers and catchers have already been reported, but they will have their first game against the White Sox on February 23rd, which is Friday. And the newest bit of information that I have on Cody Bellinger, Mark Malnati's wife, Gian of Lou Malnati's, was just texting with Cody's mother in Mexico. They are friends. They offered pizza for life to sweeten the deal. If the Cubs aren't stepping up enough, Mark and his wife want to help. By the way, his mom, meaning Cody's mom, loves Lou Malnati's. What do you know? Shout out to the Malnati's for trying to bring Cody back to the Cubs. I still feel like it's very strange that this is still going on. I want Cody as much as everybody else does, but I'm also surprised that the guy hasn't signed somewhere else. Probably because of the two seasons that he had in LA, they weren't very good, but we all saw last year when he was with the Cubs, he showed up. He showed up. He gave us a lot of belly bombs. So you just heard me talking about the NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, the Bulls had no players in the NBA All-Star Game. The only representation that the Bulls had was Benny the Bull. And honestly, I'm... I'm okay with that. Yeah, on one end you think, well, none we have like nobody to represent the Bulls. Like that kind of makes us look terrible and like we're a bunch of losers. At the same time, I would rather have our guys take the rest. Everybody gets rest. That's the biggest plus about that, right? Like can't really be mad at that. And let's be honest, 
Benny the Bull is the GOAT of mascots in all sports. That's my humble opinion. Looking at the White Sox, closer Liam Hendricks signs a two-year deal to the Boston Red Sox. That is official now. Jerry Reinsdorf is seeking $1 billion from Illinois to fund new stadium. Wow. That's crazy. That's wild. $1 billion for a new stadium in Chicago. Listen, I'm a Cubs fan for life. I will root for the White Sox when they're not playing the Cubs, but I still don't really pay attention to the White Sox as much as I do the Cubs anyway, so what does that really mean? But I am also excited to see this new ballpark. I'm excited to see where it ends up. I'm excited to see how big it is. Do we get a Chicago skyline in the outfield at this new place? I will definitely go to some White Sox games if they get a nicer, better-looking stadium. I don't like their stadium right now. I don't like the location of it. The only thing I've seen that I've really looked at with the Bears, um, last week there were some Justin Field trade rumors to Pittsburgh. Jersey Jerry from Barstool Sports, who is a big, big, big Steelers fan, doesn't think that it will happen I don't know if it's going to happen or not. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm kind of at the point right now where I don't want Justin Fields to go. I, it's mostly I, I'm done gambling on a new quarterback. I'm just so sick and tired of introducing a new quarterback to our team. It's just so overdone. And I get it. We haven't really found a quarterback that we can rely on. But I do think... We can build with Justin Fields as long as we give him the right tools. I don't know how I feel about gambling Caleb Williams. Like He could be terrible. Breaking news I saw today, which might not really mean anything, uh, Justin Fields no longer follows the Chicago Bears on Instagram. That is all the sports news that I have. Whew, that was a lot. Now... Onto a weird rumor. I don't see anybody. I've only seen one person tweet this out on X. I also saw it posted on Facebook. Um, if you got kids, you might want to um, do the earmuff thing. You know, ear earmuffs. Uh, rumor is that a man was removed from a screening of Madam Webb for masturbating to Sydney Sweeney. Oy, oy, oy. Okay. Um, if this is true, first of all, he's probably not the only one. He's just the only one that's gotten caught and that's being put in the news. But also, like, that's just gross, man. <laughs> Come on. That's just ridiculous. I... Anyways, I just thought that was crazy. Thought I'd throw it on here. Now on to some Star Wars news to close out this episode. Uh, some things that I forgot to mention. Um, Jedi Survivor is a Grammy winner for video game music. Congrats to 
that team. Um, Phantom Menace will return to theaters May 3rd for a limited time. I don't know how long of a run they're doing in theaters, but it is to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the film. I will definitely be trying to go see that with some friends. Because I only saw that movie once in theaters. Mostly because I was nine. And I couldn't afford to go drive myself to go see it again. And honestly, I wasn't sure how I felt about the movie when I saw it because it was so different from what I was used to seeing in Star Wars. So I definitely want to go see it again. Um, more recent news in the past week. Actually, this one might have been... Oh, this was a couple days ago. Um, Star Wars Vision Season 2, or Volume 2, sorry, won two Annie Awards. One was for Best Direction, um, specifically Star Wars Visions episode Screechers Reach, done by Paul Young. And then they also won Best Music, Star Wars Visions episode episode, uh, Eyes Song. I did not watch Season 2 of Visions, so I don't really know anything about that. Um... On February 14th, Valentine's Day, new episodes of Young Jedi Adventures dropped. That is another show I still have not watched. I do intend on watching it. I just don't know when. And last but not least, tomorrow, February 21st, the first three episodes of Bad Batch Season 3 will air. And I need to rewatch Season 2. I haven't started doing that yet, but I'm probably going to start doing that tonight after I'm done recording this podcast. And speaking of, I don't really have anything else to say. I'm going to eat some dinner now, maybe watch another episode of Sons of Anarchy. I got to edit this thing, and I will see you all next week on another episode of Traffic Stop. From Danny K. Dank and Vader from Honk Your Horn, so long. See you next week.